0: Well, hello, dear listeners and dear viewers, welcome and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unseen Process of Recruiting and learn what you learn, what happens after you click submit. Today we have a special guest, but first I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Greg Elyn Greg. Hi.
1: Hey, Michelle, how are you again? I nice really well. join you.
0: Yes, you yes, for- it's always great to be here.
1: I brought a, uh, I'll introduce my best friend, Brian, who works yeah. alongside me. Uh, so today I figured it was a good idea to bring Brian along into our segment since Brian can speak with some experience from the corporate recruiting side because he's been talent acquisition for companies and transitioned over to the agency side. So-
0: Perfect. Perfect. So thank you for giving us some a sneak preview into what we're going to be talking about today, Greg. And that is- My pleasure. Yes, agency and corporate recruiting, an important differentiation to talk about. We're going to talk about what happens behind the scenes, right? After you, dear applicant, click submit. Let's get straight to it. Brian, tell us about your background a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your...
2: So I've gone uh, back and forth a little bit between agency and and corporate recruiting. I got my start as a corporate recruiter. Um, I worked uh, for an insurance company. I worked for a national retailer um, and I worked for an agency. I'm actually in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is kind of a neat, uh, fun fact about me too. But um, I worked for- um, That's a a cheesy (laughs) fact.
0: No pun intended.
2: (laughs) Um, I worked for, uh, for an agency in milwaukee and i've worked for a couple other uh corporate roles as well so uh, if you check out my linkedin profile you can see uh, everywhere that i've been and it's kind of been a fun journey i think though what it does for me as a as an agency recruiter is it just makes me very well rounded because i understand uh, both sides of of the recruiting business and i think right. that makes me a pretty strong recruiter so
0: Excellent. Well, welcome. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the differences agency versus corporate. Greg, why don't you take it first?
1: Sure. So today's segment, I think I'm going to cover the agency side and discuss more about the mentality when you're an agency recruiter. And I think Mm -hmm. Brian will speak more from the internal talent acquisition side when he's working actually for a company directly. Uh, Agency recruiter, I don't want to jump too much into it because I'm sure we'll want to cover these with some questions, but more so our goal is representing a pool of clients and representing a pool of candidates, um, whereas Brian could cover what internal talent acquisition is working for.
2: Okay. And as a, as a corporate recruiter or an internal recruiter, uh, the role typically is uh, talent acquisition. And it's more about um, reviewing applicants uh, as they come in Mm -hmm. and matching those applicants or candidates to the requirements of, of the role that needs to be filled. And so those applicants, they come in through the ATS or applicant tracking system and the internal recruiter is really, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down typically based on keyword matching that resume. So I think it's very important when you're applying directly to a company as an applicant to make sure that your resume matches the job that you're applying to.
0: Oh, okay. And maybe I
2: opened up a can of worms there, but.
0: No, 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 (laughs) a very good, very important point. And you gave an answer already, but I'll ask the question. Why is it important for an applicant to know the difference? You already gave us some um, insight, Brian, Greg.
1: Sure. So I think it's very important for an applicant to know the difference because the agency recruiter, we're trying to get that candidate as much exposure as possible. Our job and our responsibility is to talk to candidates throughout the day. So we build a rapport with them. We build a relationship. And we know that person beyond paper. Whereas Oftentimes, I think the corporate recruiter or the internal talent acquisition team, as Brian said, it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. When they see a the candidate come through, it's a lot of times artificial intelligence that's maybe giving a percentage score of what that resume is to a match. And it's really up to that internal recruiter to maybe give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, or maybe have a quick screening conversation. The agency side, we're speaking to that candidate. We're trying to find if maybe something's not on the resume. Maybe they forgot to put something, maybe they're not familiar with the process or maybe they're not right for that one job that we may be responsible for, but maybe one of our colleagues have something that they could be good for, so.
0: Okay, so we've, we've heard about the applicant tracking system. Uh, Brian, give us a little bit more insight into how important that is in your role. Uh,
2: the applicant tracking system from a corporate recruiting perspective? Yes. Well, I think it is very important because if you're applying directly on a company website, you're applying directly to that role that you think might be a great fit, um, the internal talent acquisition team may only look at a candidate's resume for five or seven seconds sometimes. Wow. So it's really, really important to make sure that your resume is a match and that you're a fit for that role and that doesn't mean that it's inappropriate to perhaps have a stretch kind of role that you're applying to but if your resume doesn't say that you're doing the role that you're applying to the internal team typically screens you out pretty quickly without even uh, a phone call or an email and I know that that's a big frustration to candidates uh, but that I think is the reality of what internal talent acquisition often looks like.
0: Oh, okay. So Greg, in terms you've already given some insight, you work more with the client in the sense of, excuse me, the applicant in the sense of maybe this isn't a fit. But you may want to consider this other position, right? Exactly. But their, But their resume still needs to be tight. Can you give some more insight into your side of the from an ATS perspective?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, from the ATS system, ATS system um, for the agency, Uh that's our lifeline. That's our core system. Um, We're not really using it to intake applications as much as we're using it to store our candidate pool. Um, We're searching through our applicant tracking system. We're knowing different categories to look in for an applicant. Um, And we just have, I think, a lot more exposure and a lot more I think knowledge of different types of positions and different things we've seen on paper of where someone might be a fit, even if the resume doesn't say it and the resume just needs to be updated or the resume just maybe that candidate just needs a little advice on how to correctly explain what they do. And that's not, and I want to put out the disclosure, that's not to say that we lie or we make candidates try to seem like a fit for a role that they aren't. What we do is we coach them and try to help highlight the skills that they have for those roles.
0: Okay, thank you. So here's a question I I received. When it comes to submitting uh, uh, submitting for a position uh, directly to the company, if you submit once, right, and you get denied for that position, should you, can you submit again? Like how, is there a limit to how many times you can apply, Brian?
1: So I think it
2: certainly depends on uh, the organization. It depends on what applicant tracking system the organization uses. But in my experience as an internal recruiter and even as an agency recruiter, you can see the history of every oh. application that's, that's come in. And so I think it's important as a candidate or as an applicant to find that balance between applying for every opening at the organization and not applying for something that might be a fit
0: okay we just got it's, some it's serious
1: tough,
0: <laughs> yeah we just got some serious intel greg what about on your side
1: sure um i think that's where i'm in agreement on the uh, corporate recruiting side too. Once you apply once to an agency, we have your information, we have your resume. It doesn't hurt to apply for roles that, you know, maybe sometimes we miss it. Maybe sometimes we're just not fast enough to find the resume yet in the database. Most likely we will find that person if we have their information. Um, you know, I, I think a big difference between agency versus corporate is we're also big into the passive candidates, we're finding those candidates that are not actively applying. We're finding those candidates that are not actively putting themselves out there that they're looking for a job. Um, Whereas uh, I think on the corporate side, and Brian could correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's more of applicant recruiting, application recruiting uh, than it is passive recruiting and following different, I think, techniques that an agency recruiter can do.
0: Um, Okay, expand that on on that a little bit more, Brian.
1: So
2: when I've been a corporate recruiter, oftentimes there's even um, rules, I guess, within the human resources department Mm -hmm. where they don't want that internal talent acquisition team to be reaching out to candidates. And it's more about reviewing the, the resumes that come in through the, the ATS and then essentially thumbs up or thumbs down on candidates that fit the role.
0: Okay, so are you both saying, well, let me just say this. So if, if there's a position that has been advertised by a company, more than likely you think they'll go with the database, database that they have as opposed to looking for more applicants?
2: I think that they'll either look in their internal database or review the applications that come in. They're typically not scouring or sourcing candidates through job boards or LinkedIn or other other places. Yeah, That's Greg. Not an absolute, but mm-hmm. in my experience.
0: No, that sounds about huh. right. As a career coach, that sounds about right. Greg?
1: Sure. Um, I I think the big difference is an agency recruiter, their main responsibility is to source candidates. It's to um, find what's going to create, uh, I hate to put it this way, revenue for that agency. Our our biggest asset is our ability to find candidates, to source candidates, and to have a great candidate pool. Um, Whereas I think on the corporate side, their responsibility as talent acquisition is just to fill that role that they have and fill the gaps in the company our goal is to get that candidate out there to find you know the phenomenal candidates that maybe are being missed by the internal talent acquisition teams maybe this candidate's not applying maybe this candidate doesn't know about the job board somewhere or maybe they did apply and they uploaded you know in the past an old resume they've uploaded something that maybe they're not good at writing a resume i can't write a resume myself I could help people write resumes all the time one time I had to do it I couldn't do it (laughs) so um, there's a lot of variables that go into it but agencies have the time to spend with a candidate
0: okay so we've got four minutes left let's talk about more of the important differences that we want to highlight and for our listeners and viewers this is part one of two right and I'll go into, <laughs> yes, Brian, we're going to have you come back <laughs> uh, to talk about other aspects, which I'll mention in a minute. But um, what other differences should applicants know before they press or click submit?
1: Sure. Do you want to take that first, Brian?
0: Yeah, Brian, what are your thoughts?
2: Sure. I think, you know, what I see watching LinkedIn is a lot of applicant frustration of never hearing back uh, when, when they submit an application. And I think that from a corporate recruiting perspective, sometimes those emails don't get sent out, but I think that an expectation of receiving a phone call for every position that you apply to is unrealistic, particularly when you're applying directly to A company because sometimes there's 100, 200 applications or resumes that come through for that role. Sometimes there's not, but I think you have to understand how you're applying to a position. And, you know, I always try as a on the agency side to manage those expectations better, but it's tough on the corporate side.
0: Do they even get looked at? I
2: think. And this might be a whole other podcast or a whole other episode, but uh, you know, there's a myth of beating the ATS. I don't know that that necessarily uh, exists, Um, but I, in my experience as a, as a corporate recruiter have at least viewed every resume that comes in, but sometimes it's just a flat quick, not a fit, no screening out as opposed to screening in, I guess. Okay, Greg.
1: Sure. Um I mean, I think on the agency side to Brian's point, we our goal is to please the candidate pool. Our goal is to make them understand that they are appreciated and that they are valuable to us. So we do put in a lot of tools to communicate with them. We do try to acknowledge as many people as possible, um, you know, to the point of 300 applications coming in. Can we call every single one of them? No. I I mean, it's virtually impossible sometimes, especially when you split it out, but we do acknowledge it in some way, shape, or form, whether it's um, an email, a text message, and just constant communication. We try to update on everything that's going on throughout the process. We try to let them know if they're suitable for the role, if they're not suitable for the role. And that's done with a lot of core automations that we have in our systems. Um, And again, that all depends on the person sitting on the other side of the desk that they're also doing their job to actually look at the resume give it the thumbs up give it the thumbs down and make sure that's again triggered to receive some type of correspondence from us
0: okay well with one minute left any other differences that we should mention here
1: yeah i mean i think the biggest takeaway from this is for the agency recruiter um that agency recruiter is trying to maximize the amount of chances that applicant has for a job. Um, and they're looking for ways to help create more exposure for that candidate. Uh, all their eggs aren't in one basket. It's not with just one company. Whereas I think an agency of corporate recruiters only in on the one company that they're recruiting for their own company that they're working for. Uh, whereas the agency, we have multiple clients, we have, um, again, we have active clients and we have passive clients. I have plenty of clients that are opportunistic hires, that if you send them a good skill profile, they may say, hey, we may have a role for that person. Um, I would Mm -hmm. love to have a further conversation. Brian? Just speaking from
2: an agency perspective, uh, for a job seeker, I think it's smart to have a good agency recruiter in your network. Um, It doesn't mean that he or she may be able to to pull jobs out of the sky for you, Mm -hmm. but they're fighting for you more often to get a job uh, as opposed to a corporate recruiter who's tied to more rules and regulations within their organization.
1: Okay. I think that's the biggest point that Brian just said, I think that's probably one of the best things, you know, we're, we're going to bat for that candidate. Um, we have the stake in the game with them too. We're trying to please a client. And if we truly fail, someone could be a fit for that role. We want to make sure that that's getting communicated.
0: Okay. So with that, um, part two, we're going to cover myths, success stories, and since we mentioned it today, we're going to talk about your thoughts on job boards. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna get juicy and hairy. So <laughs> <laughs> but this is great. This is great. This is a really good this is a really good forum to talk about this and to share information. Um, Brian, thanks for calling in an hour early. We Thank appreciate you. you. We really <laughs> appreciate you. We look forward to having you on next week, Greg. Thank you for your, yeah, for your frank feedback. Both of you are fantastic. Thank you, dear watchers. Thank you, dear listeners. Until next week.